Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. is this foolishness? How many dreams can you shape in a minute, an hour? The kind of clean you like best. Lost three of my teeth, too. All right, so you lost. Next time you win. Steamy, hot, hearty, delicious, invigorating. Folks at home, folks at home, how you doing tonight? Welcome to a brand new, spanky new Ike Live show. We've got a very, 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 very special one in store for you tonight. Uh, amazing in-studio guest, Kurt Dove, joining us. Alongside, I have my co-host, Mr. Pete Clusick. Pete, how you doing tonight? <laughs> Thanks for the applause. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Good to see you. It's good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, back in the studio. Back in the studio. I, I feel like we've been passing in the wind lately. Mm -hmm. You're somewhere. I'm another place. Right. I'm watching you on TV, fishing <laughs> the opens, and you're doing this and that, and I, we keep passing each other. Well, we, we finally hooked up. You know what? We're going to hook up again real soon. I know. I'm excited about that. Yes. I'm excited about that. We're going to talk about that a little later. Okay. I'm excited about that. Pete, we got a great show tonight. Mr. Kurt Dove in studio here with us, and Ike Live is possible, as you know, because of a... Laundry list of amazing sponsors. Of course, our uh, title sponsor, Mystery Tackle Box. It's like Christmas to your doorstep. Also presented to you by Liquid Mayhem. Scent is important. Also brought to you by Primal Urge Meat Sticks, Pete. Love them. Probably going to be eating some of those tonight. I know we get hungry Eat during Pete's the show. Meat. Mm -hmm. Eating Pete's meat. It's unbelievable. Also brought to you by Hobie Kayaks. The Cadillacs of kayaks, including the new 360 Kayak, Pete, it's unbelievable. You can do a 360-degree turn in the new Hobie PA360. Awesome. Do you have one here in the property Get one very, 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 very soon. i, I got to see uh, uh, Morgan, if you're watching right now, please send it quick because mm -hmm. I need to get my hands on one. Uh, also brought to you by Real Snot, Pete. Longer cast. How key is that, dude? I needed a longer cast uh, this past week, apparently. You have, well, to, have, <laughs> you have to have longer cast. I didn't cast. use enough Real Snot, I think. <laughs> have to have long cast. So important. Brought to you by TH Marine, the makers of everything in Marine, from Vegas's boat all the way up to a Biggie small yacht at 47 feet. Brought to you by Flambo, Pete, the makers of great tackle storage management systems. A quotient. Including boxes. the quotient box, of course. And duck decoys. And duck decoys. They make some great decoys. 
brought to you by Real Snot. I said that already. <laughs> brought to you by <laughs> Dr. Squatch, which uh, I, I actually am smelling really fresh right now. I, I am not. I've You're ran, not. I ran out. i got to get a new supply. Okay. So uh, I don't want to give too much away, but we shot a little commercial today, and I showered with a camera guy. A camera guy. <laughs> Again? In the shower, but I used Dr. Squatch. Should have chose a camera gal. I should have. Uh, and uh, last but not least, uh, founders. Uh, you see the big neon sign here. And in just a couple minutes here, I'm going to be drinking a brand new founders called Mosaic Promise. Never had it before. It's the beer of the night. So shout out to founders. Yeah. Uh, let me finish intro in the rest of the room here. Let Can, me, yeah. I want to. I want to sure. plug what's going on right now with Bash University. Oh, of course. We I alluded. See the hat right we here. alluded to it. We're going to talk about it, but we're going to be have a film shoot uh, at Lake Champlain, a lake that actually has good smallmouth and largemouth in it, not like Lake Oneida. Uh, we're going to be filming there real soon. And uh, but it's back to school at the Bash University. I just want to let everybody know. Um, you know, this is the time. A lot of guys are taking a break from fishing, but this is the time to go back to school and catch up on all the great content and the teaching and the training that we've put out there for you at Bash University. And we have an amazing 30% off right now. Annual subscriptions are $99 a year. It's the lowest price that we've ever had since our inception. Wow. Uh, so it's a great time. It's a promo that ends this week. So check it out. It's gonna, it's gonna go dead, I think, on Thursday. So. It's back to school time, Kurt. Unbelievable. For all of us. Everybody's back to school. Uh, you heard me mention his name. Uh, we've got him here uh, on the casting couch. Uh, great friend of the show. I've never known Kurt for years and years and years. We'll get a chance to talk to him today in the room. Kurt Dove, Kurt everybody. Dove. On the casting couch. In the house. How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm great, man. Great to be in the studio. Good to see you. Yeah, likewise. I like it. I see you got the Martin Truex shirt I'm on. Representing South Jersey. Word. Got to throw it out there. Right Word. There. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's cool. It's I cool. love that. He I've been to the NASCAR race. I like the NASCAR yeah. game a little bit. And uh, my wife likes it more than I do. Yeah. So we wow. get to go to some races because, you know, it's kind of in her wheelhouse. Absolutely. She likes the deal. So uh, yeah. it's it's cool. And it's it's uh, fun to watch Martin run around the track. We we uh, had some mutual friendships. Yeah. So uh, we got to meet him several years ago and hang out at the track. It's awesome. Times. He's yeah. a good dude. He's he is, a good dude. Yeah. I, I don't like to tell stories before I introduce the whole room, but I have to tell this because this happens to be, deal with Martin Truex right, right. and Kyle Busch. Uh, I had an opportunity because of my Toyota relationship to fish with both those guys. So right. great, amazing opportunity. I fished with Martin on Lake, on, uh, on Lake Norman, and dude can fish. Yeah. Mm. Um, cool. Can, can really fish. You know, got in a boat with him, got around some docks, skipping this thing. And, I mean, it was this great experience because it was a regular dude. I showed up at the boat ramp. He was there in a regular regular car, like a Tundra pulled up. He's by himself, got out, right. jumped in a boat. We went fishing, and he could fish. And I was like, that's cool. Then I fished with Kyle Bush and Kyle. He's a he's an amazing uh, driver, I'm not to, and he just won. Take anything away from him. Showed up. He's with a handler, <laughs> and you know the handler walk you know walks up to me first, and he's like, well, you know here he's he's got this little amount of time, and you know where where's he going to be? And he's you know like and it's like this big production. I'm like, dude, we're just fishing, like you know we're at Louisville Lake in Dallas, and so it's like handler is like. You know, preparing the rod, you know, you know, you know, all this stuff like through the handler. Did he cast for him? He didn't cast for him, but but his casting was pretty rough. But it's just interesting, yeah. you know, the difference in in that. I just, no doubt. Well, you got to throw it out. You know, the Bush family is from Vegas. 
They got mead, but that's the only water out that's there, true. right? Not yeah. a whole yeah. lot. So Martin, obviously, he's got a saltwater background. Big time. So, uh, yeah. And then, of course, lives on Norman. Yeah. And, and, and he hunts and fishes constantly. Yeah. I mean, I see, you know, you watch. He's his, a real outdoorsman. Yeah, he is. Yeah. 100%. yeah. It's awesome. All right. Let me finish intro in the room. In the back tonight, pushing buttons of the utmost importance to the show. <laughs> Brian DeCarpenter, upmost. Upmost. That's the second show in a row. I said I used that word. That's right. Uh, we've got Brian DeCarpenter producing tonight. Brian. Hey, woo. Woo. All right. How you doing, Brains? Pete, you get off the clapping. <laughs> <laughs> Take a break. What? Pete's got the clap? What? Yeah. Uh, I mail in my clap sometimes. Uh. <laughs> you doing all right, Brian? I'm doing good. Good to see yeah. it. Pete's, Pete's clap stole my thunder, but that's all right. Okay. Uh, I, I, I can't hear Brian on my headset. Well, yeah. yeah. I didn't fine. know if your mic was on or, <laughs> hot or not. Hey, my mic is on, Peter. Okay. Yeah. Just uh, checking. I can hear you, Brian. Yeah. Uh, I want to call you the plate on something. Uh-oh. Um, you're an amazing producer. Yep. But the nickname, Brian the Carpenter, yeah. did come from the fact that your regular profession, before all this madness, was carpentry. That's right. It still and, is. And I do want to give you a shout-out. I've been watching a project you've been working on. Yeah, pretty wild, right? Pretty unbelievable. Yeah. You want to talk a little bit about it? Because I'm into – I like those projects that aren't normal. You're doing a kitchen, right? It's just the normal yeah. Dago kitchen or something, right? right? Right, I don't like that as much. Yeah. You're doing a really cool, like – Old, old, a lot of, a lot oh, of, dude, lot of so restoration, cool. a lot of reused stuff, reclaimed. What is it? It's, it's a, uh, it's an old farmhouse. It's being used for, you know, catering, catering, catering yeah, cool. weddings and stuff. We were literally working on it till ten thirty on Wednesday night, and there was a wet, the first wedding was there on fr- on Saturday. Wow. So, and Super there were dope. still other crews coming through. Yeah. So. Super yeah. dope. Yeah. But a lot of a lot of old reclaimed lumber and re- and doors and stuff like that. Pretty wild job. Right. What's going on with Pete? I don't know. Pete, you okay? I'm just me. Kurt's headset can't pick up Brian. That's I. I'm just want to make sure that his audio is coming through. <laughs> you guys aren't hearing me? No. Don't worry. This is probably the last Ike Live show in this studio. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt, you didn't know you were going to be the last honorary guest in this studio. Kicking it off and kicking it out. When we walk out of the room, Kurt's got the TNT. Does that mean I get a piece of memorabilia? Yeah, you can pick I get to pick anything I want? Anything but the picture of Mark Jeffries, which we're bringing up to the new studio. Anything but that picture. All right, and of course, sitting next to Brian the Carpenter, the one and only Riz, a.k.a. Rizzo, in the house tonight. What is going on? <laughs> Riz, I can't hear you. Hold on. Let me look now. <laughs> no, can you hear me? I can hear you. I'm just messing around. Okay. Riz, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm I'm excited to be here, as always. All right. You've been fishing a little bit. You sent me a little love text the other day trying to sneak me out, and Becky pulled my hair. <laughs> that's that's didn't right. Didn't let me go. That's right. I tried to sneak you out. I wanted to go out. real bad. <laughs> I really good. So how's the fishing here in, in South Jersey? Um, it, world I, class. Yeah, yeah well, world class as <laughs> world always. World class. Um, last, what did the last Thursday night, what was it one with? Oh, two. last Thursday night, to probably two fish. <laughs> Um, two for two six nine. Wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. round heavy back. Round of applause for South Jersey. <laughs> on fire, babe! On fire. Yeah. It's like my bag at Lake Oneida on day two. I should have fished the Thursday night derby instead. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, you uh, should have. I was calling beer cans that night. Wow. I don't know if you saw <laughs> no, the story. Yeah, I had the TH Green Gen 2 call systems. <laughs> and we were were I you was, pinning them? I was pinning them. Wow. Putting them on the scale. Yeah. Calling them out. That's awesome. Yeah. What's the uh, entry fee to payout ratio on the Thursday nighters? What is that? That's a great question. 40 bucks. 45 with, with uh, 100%, 100% payout? 100% payout. There you go. That, but they play three spots. Yeah, three spots. Three, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, usually, they usually draw seven or eight. Nah, so. we draw. Sometimes we get up to. 20, it meets industry standard. Fifty percent yeah. of the field. Yeah. There, right. there you go. <laughs> I wish that was industry standard. <laughs> Good lord, where the opens are? Will they pay forty places? Yeah, forty for two hundred boats. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. seems wrong, right? Because the entry fees have went up too. Oh yeah, yeah. And and like at James River, there was almost two hundred, mm-hmm. but they still yet they still paid forty at the same payout. Boom, boom, boom. Why is that? They usually lift. Uh, I will say, I see them lift the uh, number on the payout, not the number of the people getting paid, but the amount the they amount. pay up mm-hmm. is lifted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we had 177 or something up okay. at Oneida. They're drawing big numbers. I mean, they're drawing great numbers. Yeah, those opens are really pulling. Yeah, but yeah, the allure of the classic is a big allure. You know, that's it really one is. of them for sure. That's why I'm the there. allure of the elites yeah. is is another one for some mm-hmm. people. You the know? carrot. Yep. The carrot. Got you, got you on that hamster wheel. <laughs> on the hamster yeah. wheel. Set the well, hook. it's a big carrot, man. I want to win a classic. That's what she said. You know? It's a big one. Yeah. Uh, I, I, let me thank everybody for joining in. This is going to be a great show tonight. Of course, Kurt Dove in studio. We're also going to be talking to a young, up-and-coming angler. We've got uh, uh, both Kurt and Pete in the house, along with myself. Talk to this guy. He's going to be great. Cody Huff, Pete, is going to be yeah. joining us a little later. Kicking ass at the very... The lowest level so far, but he's working his way up. He's getting there. He's so, doing the, so steady. He's doing the right things to get mm-hmm. to the pro level. So we're going to be talking to him. It's going to be great. Uh, before we start the show, we give a shout out uh, as we always do to our military, uh, active and veterans, men and women. Thank you guys for what you do. It's a crazy world. Uh, policemen, firemen, EMT. Thank you guys for your service. We appreciate that so much. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook, of course, we got a lot of viewers over on Facebook, Pete. We're doing our normal promotion tonight. If you like and share the Ike Live feed tonight, throw in a little comment too. Throw in a little funny comment. It could be one word, even just a thumbs up symbol. Like and share the Facebook feed tonight, and you're going to be entered into a contest to win one of the, the Ike Live prize pack. You heard me talking about this thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to guess probably weighs about 30 pounds, maybe a little more. A Tackle Warehouse hat, a gift card, Dr. Squatch, look at that, soap, Flambo boxes, Mystery Tackle box, a Founder sticker, all sorts of stuff, uh, Liquid Mayhem, Real Snot. We'll throw in some empty cans of Founders at the end of the night. TH, pro- <laughs> uh, TH product in there, all kinds of stuff. Of course, in this awesome Ike Live carrying bag, this could be yours. All you have to do is like and share if you're watching over on Facebook. Uh, and, uh, of course, we want to hear from you as well. If you're watching us on Facebook or if you're watching us on likelive.com, please, we want to hear from you. Please comment right there next to your screen on the IMs. Riz is going to be checking them tonight. And we're going to give away some other prizes a little later in the show for some of them comments. Uh, and? And, uh, and the beer of the night. Let's do it. Is? Um, Going to mention again, Founders, of course. This is a new one, Pete. A lot of buzz around this one. Have you heard all the buzz around this thing? I've been I'm, hearing a lot about it. This is Mosaic Promise, which happens to be a single hop ale. It's in the purple can, very uh, justified for tonight with Kurt 
on the couch, purple. <laughs> uh, and and this is the first time, Pete, I'm drinking this beer. So a lot of hype behind it, a lot of buildup. I love a lot of founder stuff, but you never know when you try a new beer. But here it goes. For the first, this is like an MTB unboxing. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Let me get close to the mic so you can hear this. What is what? What is what is the rating system for beers like bouquet like? Uh, I was wondering, do you like over it around and shoot it out his leg? Yeah. <laughs> even even yeah. beer drinkers, even beer drinkers have to do a little little yeah. froofy stuff. First yeah. thing is you open it. You want to hear for that sound that you want it to be yeah. crisp like that. And the next thing is you smell it, but you got to leave your mouth open, Pete. See what I'm saying? <laughs> little nice little aroma to it, nice little aroma. But here's the real test. You haven't had this one yet. No. Here am it goes. I, am I gonna like it? I love it. Let's hear it. Wow. <laughs> that is good. I told you. <laughs> wow. I, told I thought you. you were like setting me up for something. Yeah, like... dude, I done told you that that one's good. Wow. Uh-huh. That is good. Uh huh. Wow. So this is available right now, Brian, to yeah, the general it's a seasonal, public? seasonal release, yeah. It's a seasonal, so it's a fall release. Yep. A single hop ale, Mosaic Promise. Mm-hmm. No joke. Kurt, have you had this one? I, I'm on my second. Oh! <laughs> Kurt's on a second? Kurt, it's good, right? It's very good. It's very it's awesome. good. Okay. Yeah, it is great. There's a there's an unbiased opinion. Kurt is not sponsored by Founders, no, and he likes no, the not. beer. Unbiased opinion. Pete, of course, is has his... Coffee, Coffee, so he's not <laughs> coffee, so he's not drinking the beer right now. Just go with a Pete. We all know. Okay. Go with the <laughs> <laughs> Kurt, did you ever up, open up Pete's coffee? I, I have it. I have wow. It. It's a single malt coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Don't light a match around it. Oh, it's got an unbelievable aroma. Um, uh, Brian DeCarpenter, I have it in the notes. Do you want to, do you want to jump right to an unboxing? No, name the contest that we're oh. going to do with Kurt. Oh, okay. Words with Kurt. Oh, okay. And, All right. Uh, let me get with Rich on the down low real here. Okay. All right. So we're running a second contest. I'm going to throw this contest out now. But here's the deal. Listen, if you're watching right now live, here's the deal. You've got to watch the whole show because this contest involves a word count, Pete. It okay. involves a word count, okay? <laughs> And here's what we're going to do. And uh, let me make sure I get this correct because Brian's got it here. Yeah. Uh, we're we're going to do. Uh, we're going to pin this con- this this word at the top of our message boards for you guys to keep track of. Okay. So Kurt's not aware. of All right. How word. often a word is used? Yeah. yeah so these guys are so, keep th- track of so there's a got- word. <laughs> there's a word, and you're going to see it pinned right at the mm-hmm. top of the top of the screen. Yo, uh, yo. Kurt, you're not going to be able to see it. Just uh, okay. just our viewers. And. If you keep track of that word, the exact amount of times that Kurt says that word, you're going to be also getting an Ike Live gift pack. Oh, man. Loaded with that same great stuff. So And and a, and a uh, guided day on the lake, on Lake Amistad with Kurt, though. Oh! <laughs> wow! That's Just great. Just under the bus on That's his own word. And his brand new Ranger boat. Wow! And Kurt's <laughs> Ranger boat. <laughs> no, seriously. The, the, I don't think the Ranger is part of that. But the, the day on the lake. But the day on the lake <laughs> and an Ike Live gift pack <laughs> by keeping track of this word, He's Pete. He's got to okay? show up there and pay his rate. That's have you right. Have you researched what word? I do know what word it is. Can you go back to the top and ask uh, viewers right now how many times that word's been said, just to get a 
Okay. Yeah, it may have been said already. Do we? Do we? Is it just from this point on? From this point on. Okay, from okay. this point on. Don't be trying to. Don't try to figure right, it out. Right, right. So he, <laughs> it may have been said already, but from this point on, no track this word by Kurt, and you could win an Ike Live gift pack and possibly to thwart the guide trail. A guide trail. <laughs> <laughs> Making it hard on him. <laughs> Making it hot on him. Making it hot on him. All right, let's jump right into it. Uh, Kurt, I'm stoked to have you in the studio, Thanks, man. man. Uh, it's good to be here. Give me uh, your. What I like about you is you don't you don't just tournament fish. You're one of these guys that has your hand in other things, which I think in our sport, dude, Pete and I have talked about it. You have to. The guys that try to make a living just fishing, dude, unless you're like like <laughs> it didn't uh, take me long to figure dude, out. I needed to do more it's, stuff. It's it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing, and it's a it's a safety thing too, because long term, it's good to have other things in the pot. So you're one of these guys that has. A lot of stuff going on, which I really appreciate. I think that's a smart thing to do. But you're also, at, at heart, you're a hardcore tournament fisherman. Yes. You, you love tournament fishing 100%. like we do. Give me give me a rating, Kurt. If You, you know, this is the end of the year, and I, I'm very critical of my, myself. Pete is, too. Give me a rating of your tournament season uh, in 2019. Uh, based on what I expect from myself, I would say it was an eight and a half. Eight and a half. Out of ten? Yeah. Ten point scale? Ten point scale That's this year season. was eight and a half. Yeah. Based on, you know, what, Strong. what I want to yeah. accomplish. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's, um, That's yeah. very, very so good. eight and a half, I'd say. That is good. Yeah. That's a good rating. Pete, you want to give me a rating? Is it Was that open your last open, or do you have another one coming No, up? I'm, I'm done. You're done. Done. I this, On a scale of ten, I, I got to say, this is probably the worst season I've had thus far. The worst? The worst. In your career? In my career. Wow! In my career, I, I, this a lot of things just did not go my way. Made some bad calls, and, and I'd, I'd give myself a four. On a four the, on, out of ten on this year's this year's tournament season yeah. for me. Yeah, you know, it's good. It's good. I think it's good. I think it's good to and I think it's good. Was that a real sound effect or was that just you? Oh, that was him. <laughs> um, you ju- you learn a lot though from those fours. That's the thing that a lot of people don't understand about our sport is yeah. is that when it, it, you, really in order to get past, get to the next level, yeah, you've got to walk through that valley. You've got to you've got to get beat up, yeah, to recognize that hey, I've got to make some changes here. Try to recognize where yes. you can improve. Yes, recognize you know. Everything that you did right, everything that you did wrong, your yeah. strengths and your weaknesses, and, and and try to move forward from it. And for me, the biggest thing I learned this year that any time a tournament trail goes to Lake Oneida, I'm not going <laughs> to. That's a good. That's a really good lesson. That's I'm, just, real, I'm just hating on that. I know. Right no, now, that's but, a really good lesson. No, but I I do know what you're saying, and Kurt, I want to get your opinion on it. Do you agree with Pete? Do you, Do you think you know your failures, you know your bad events, are just as important as your good ones? Oh, I mean, no is, question. Yeah, no question. <clears throat> Although I think that uh, when when you when you have those good you know momentum time yeah. frames, yeah, you gotta put the pedal down because that's when you know you have a chance to to win. Keep pushing. Yeah, you when when things are swinging harder. your way, when exactly. you're in the zone, yes, keep pushing. Yeah, push harder. Well, and I think what happens to a lot of people is they start having a little bit of success and they just kind of ride it steady. Yeah. But that's when like you you know, you gotta yeah. push it even harder because that's the time when you're gonna win. Yeah. You usually just don't get surprised by a win. Right. You've been in contention several times and then boom it happens. Yeah. And uh when when you're when you're in your you know, your valleys, um, 
you know, the the hardest thing to do about those valleys is kind of make some adjustments because you're not sure where to go because you feel like you've been trying to get back to a peak. Yeah. But uh, you got to keep moving around and keep making little adjustments until I, finally it starts clicking again. I think you said little adjustments, and I think that that's important. See, a lot of guys get into that downturn, that slump, and they think it's a monumental change that has yeah. to take place. And it's usually not that. You know, yeah. I, I look back at the tournaments that I fished this year, and there are subtle things that I could have done that would have a monumental difference right. in, in the outcome. But it just, you know, for whatever reason, I could not find that answer. Uh, during the tournament hours, you know, yeah, and and but it's it's little things. It's it's just tweaking a little bit, and I think uh, I've learned from that over the years because I've been in slumps before. I had one year where I went like a year and a half without ever getting a check uh, when I was fishing full time, fishing thirteen tournaments a year, and I I never thought I was going to get out of it. I'm like, you know, am I just that bad? You know, what what's the big yeah. problem? But then, but then you know, you got to keep fighting. You can never give up to yeah. use your line and you just keep fighting keep making those subtle changes and keep battling and then you can find yourself you know in the winner circle again so yeah. uh, i'm hoping i don't have to wait another year and a half yeah. before that happens yeah. but I'm, I'm looking forward to next year I, you know this year was hopefully an anomaly and uh, and i'm gonna sit down take some time and guys you got to go back and take some time and look at what you did i think uh write down you know i like to write things down positives and negatives and uh and and carry those with me so that it help it'll help me for next year yeah. so I'll, I, I'll spend the winter doing that yeah. i think i think failing i think you know having a bad event having a bad season i think you know if you handle it the right way it's a good thing you know yeah. i'd like i tell you what i'd like to get better at is failing and accepting it like and i was talking with becky about this brian the carpenter will, will know what i'm talking about i've always been a terrible loser you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I have a like in fishing, I can't accept it after it's happened. Yeah. You know, you had a bad tournament, and then you got that twenty-hour drive, dude. I it eats me up, and I just I want to. You know what I mean? I'm a terrible loser. Um, but I I noticed the guys that lose well, you know, the guys that are just they're real, they can accept it real easy and sort of move on quick, dude. They're they they're the guys that rebound quicker. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I want to get better at being a better loser. And who's the UFC? What was the UFC fight this week? Brian Dakar. Poirier fought uh, Habib. Habib, right? And uh, uh, Dustin lost, but he said something. I saw a social media thing. Dude, he lost, and he gave this speech that was amazing. It was this amazing little in victory. Be graceful. No, no, be, grateful. be grateful. Be grateful. And in loss, be graceful. Be graceful in yeah. loss. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. He said that in the octagon too. In the octagon, yeah. he said it like right after he yeah. got beat. He had worked for months and months. You know, I know that moment. Dude, I know that moment in a tournament where you've worked so hard and it just all falls apart and you yeah. suck. Grand and you Lake lose. This year, second day, I never caught a bat. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. dude, what is going on? It's hard to yeah. accept it, you yeah. know? Yeah. But but he accepted it and, and verbalized it in a very amazing way. Well, I agree. I, agree. I think that that's a great thing. And, and I try to be that way, too. Like, when I do poorly, like... I, we're going to have Gray Buckle on the show. I'm I'm so proud of him for winning that tournament, and I try to be graceful in defeat, and and I and I think I've been able to accomplish that mostly, but I am tormented as you personally uh, tormented per, personally yeah. tormented by my losses. Yeah, uh, no, it's it's not uh, like you're losing and you're beating people up. You're yeah. beating yourself up. Yeah. more than anybody. I I will I have visualized alternate sh decisions 
in in that this recent yeah. tournament just nonstop, and yeah. it'll it'll continue for about a month for me. And that's been my track record my whole life. I I, I never have been able to walk away. Uh, Soli tries to get me to Bob Soli, good friend of ours, friend of the show, uh, really great angler. But he he's like yes he he says this things like it's just tournament fishing. Next tournament, you know, just move on, throw yeah. it away, it's yeah. over. And and I've on I, I don't know, but may, I think it has helped me become a better angler. But I can never do that. Yeah. How do you, you handle know? it, Kurt? Do you, do you do something? You just let it go quick, or what do you do? I just start thinking about the next one. Right. Yeah. That's it, good. You know, I take some time to reflect. Yeah. It'd be foolish not to reflect on what you. Mm-hmm. believe you didn't do correctly yeah to to hopefully you know kind of correct that moving forward right but um but i try to dump it quick and that's something that's new for me um you know you, you've got some sayings that you like pete's got some sayings this year for me it was trust the process yeah there you know and just in life in general yeah you know take what's in front of you everything's happening for a reason yeah you know don't fight it don't don't be mad at it um don't be too proud of it. yeah just you know roll with the flow trust whatever's happening in front of you whatever the next move is whatever the last event was whatever the next event's coming yeah. trust that that's the process that's the the, the yeah. follow that you're going to follow and yeah. be successful at yeah. or, or just what's going to happen is going to happen but fight like hell yeah it's good strategy it's <laughs> yeah, good strategy i like that, I like that trust a lot. the trust the process yeah you know that that's a, that's a good one you know you got to trust your practice yep. i actually said that to myself a couple times yep. uh, this week you know, to trust the practice, yeah. knowing that it was going to change. You know, smallmouth are always going to yeah. change. Yeah. You know, they're Jesus. not going to stay and do the same thing. And brown but, ones never stay around for too long, do right. they? They bite different every day. Jeez. They move every day. Jeez. But uh, that's just some pretty high level talk. But it's, yeah. I think it's important. You know, that mental side of it. You know, get guys can fold. You know, yeah. yeah. It, you know, you can you can really collapse. You'll see guys spin out and right. And you know, the other thing is that I think this is an important conversation on how to get into the winner circle. Yeah. yeah, because it's such a, a subtle distinction between those guys that are really, really good that don't make that winner circle. Yeah, you know, and the guys that have broken through to that winner circle. It's a different mentality. You see, the guys that can win, they'll win again and win again and and again. So, yeah. uh, you and know. the flip side is when Mike's had the most shit going on in his life. He used that negative energy to get his biggest ever win. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That anger, is, anger is a gift. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're special Harness that, that negativity. Anger is a gift. I go through, I go through like swings every summer where I have good business for the first quarter of the year, midway through the second, and then I just fish every day. So I usually... At some point in the year, I start running low on money. <laughs> don't then you got to go shows. sell a couple more houses. <laughs> That's when I have my best tournaments. Is when I'm literally scratching up yeah. the bottom of the barrel to get my entry fees. My wins this summer all came in that span where yeah. I was literally back up against the wall. If I didn't come away with some kind of a check, I was going to be digging into other accounts to try and make shit work. Yeah. And it's just it's crazy how that kind of pressure, you know, focus. It, it, sometimes it helps, sometimes it hurts. But when yeah. it helps, when it works, <laughs> yeah. it's a great feeling. Wow. So, so, so. You re- so your recommendation is, kids, stop working. Don't make any money. No, 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 no. no. Put up. Not at all. <laughs> Mortgage the future. Yeah. <laughs> no. Mortgage, <laughs> mortgage your house. Borrow from your parents. <laughs> You're going to bank on fishing. <laughs> wow. This, this is a classic guy. I think that could have worked in the 90s. Yeah. Maybe not in these, not yep. in these days with these entries. Yep. Mike, Mike, you're special that way. And, Brian, that's a great point. 
you know, when things get don't, tough, don't try to repeat what Mike does. <laughs> well, hey, when things get tough, you excel, and you're rare that way because most anybody else in our sport, I mean, personal life's in the toilet, you know, finances are tough. Your your fishing goes down. Well, I'm, I'm, I know. Your, I had a, yours I, goes. Up. I had a good year this year, and you know, there was a little bit of negativity in the beginning mm-hmm. of the year, and so I'm hoping next year. MLF tries to get rid of me again because I think I'll have another good season. Um, <laughs> speaking of MLF, uh, I, I do want to talk a little bit about the, the circuits, uh, Kurt, because you've you've fished a long time as well as I did. We, right. we all all three of us right here sure. in this room have been in this professional bass fishing game a long time, well over twenty years. Uh, and you fished a lot of different circuits. You yeah. fished opens and you fished. Uh, FLW and at different levels, yeah. and now there's the MLF. G- get, give me your, what's your opinion on, on it all? Because I mean that seems like in the last six months, you know, it's still been the talk of the town. You know, you've got three circuits, you got competition, you got. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? What, what's your opinion on all this? Yeah, you know, <clears throat> when everything, you know, uh, going back to what you were saying, you know, I fished the elites uh, six years. My fourth year on the FLW tour, and got to compete in the MLS selects for three years. Yes, absolutely. So, so when all of that stuff is going on, and then you see this, uh, uh, you know, kind of everything starting to morph yeah. into competitiveness all the way around. Because originally it wasn't; it was more of a supplement, right? right. Major League Fishing was a supplement. To more of a major TV event. Yeah, now exactly. It's, now it's a competing tour. So. When it when it happened, I said, "Well, this is going to take five years to settle out." Right. You know, MLF is a young company. Yeah. Very young. I mean, infancy. Right. Yeah. So you know, whatever we've seen from MLF in the past, what they're doing now is completely different. Right. Um. Obviously, with the BBT and that movement that happened, there are. How do you rate a company? Yeah. That just started. Yeah. An infant program. Right. Because. Bass has been around 50 years. Yeah. FLW has been around 35 years. Yeah. Something like that. Um, you know, they've had time to change, adapt, uh, shift into, uh, you know, kind of more of a structured organization and, and have that romance with the anglers. Yeah. Right? So MLF being as young as they are and, uh, you know, trying to begin that romance that they did with the, the first 80, you know, guys that, you know, got invited yeah. and signed up. Uh, yeah. There's going to be a process for development, right? And, and all that, and so I think it's so tough to say. You know what? You know, obviously there's rumors, rumors flying around the last yeah. couple of days, big yeah. time. So, so uh, tough to say how all that, you know, what kind of rumors competition comes together, right? <laughs> um, do I think that competition for the sport is good in in an organizational standpoint? Sure, you know, everyone yeah. wants to try to raise the bar. Yeah. Um. Uh. At the same time. Um, you know, what people knew and was easy and acceptable for them, and they kind of ran their patterns for the last six, seven, eight years. Yeah. Uh, it's going to upset people because now the pattern is going to be disrupted. Right. Mm-hmm. So how, you know, people are going to have to, you know, adjust to what they're interested in, supporting what yeah. they're interested in, how they want to compete. Yeah. And then kind of choose a way or a path that's, place in front of them to, to yeah. fulfill it. Yeah. Well, th- this is a, a great situation because you fished all three circuits. Right, right. Um, so I, I want to hear it from you. I think you objectively you've got a good opinion on this. Give me one positive and one negative 
from each of the three leagues. Wow. And All start right. and start with bass. Definitely. And then go to FLW and then end Put with Kurt Major League Fishing. Spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give me a good give me a positive and a negative with the Let's bass. Go. Well well I think that uh, I'll start with FLW because it's where I'm currently okay. yeah. competing. Um, FLW does a great job with inclusion of anglers, you know, all throughout. They put on 200 and some events per year. Yeah. Um, that is awesome. Yeah. Because they are including everyone from college, uh, you know, high school, uh, the weekend, BFL. Grassroots. Yeah. All the way up the to TBS, the tour level. Exactly. Yeah. And they're giving everybody a place to do that. So that's very, very positive. That, yeah. Bass doesn't really supply that to a large group of people, and MLF doesn't supply that to a large group. Right. Of so that's the the real positive thing on FLW. The negative thing, uh, if there was something negative with FLW, I would say uh, their reach for the angler isn't as great as the other two organizations. Right. Uh, the angler um, has a little bit harder time uh, getting his name and his brand harder to out. Build, harder to build a brand yes. on FLW. Harder yeah. to build a brand. Yeah. Uh, it's. You can do it, yeah, but but it's a little bit more difficult. Right. The angler really has to push himself. You know, you look at a guy like Luke Duncan. Yeah, you know, done a great job with those types. Yeah. Of things. So it's Shout involved, to Luke Duncan, by the way. being as mu- involved as much as you possibly can, having different programs and, and being diversified right. as an angler. So right. That's the negative about FLW. Yeah. A little bit harder to grow an angler's brand. Um, with bass, I'll go there next. Um, the positive thing with bass is is they have that brand. Right, you know, they've been around 50 they years. They have the ability to get your brand out there and to create your help you create your brand. That's that's correct. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, Th- there's been some complaints in the past that you know there's a you know there's a select few that they really push that brand Favor- for. Little favoritism, maybe. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But uh, but it's there. Right. You know, you, you have some opportunities. You get to know the right people, um, and uh, you know, just just provide that outlet of uh, what that. Circuit provides right. an angler, so so that, that's a good thing about the elite series. Are arguably all the famous anglers have come through Bass. Yes, that's correct. I'd agree with that. that. So even the FLW guys that went to Bass became famous as they were on the, that circuit. Right, mm-hmm. right. So, so it's the brand. I'd agree. Right? It's easier to yeah. build the brand. The negative thing about Bass would be, um, gosh. That's a tough one. <laughs> hey, do you have, if you have one, you can jump in too. I've, I've, I, I got some. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some. Don't get me wrong. It's Lake hard Oneida. to choose one. <laughs> Lake Oneida again. <laughs> wow. Sending us to Lake Oneida, Chris. <laughs> no, I mean, it, you know, um, what, what are what are the. I wasn't prepared for this line of questioning, but I'll take it on. I don't think there's any negatives to I don't know. Well, well, yeah, yeah, there, there definitely is. You know, the well, thing with Bass is that they, they've had that, you know, favoritism, and some guys get lost in that. Right. And, and the tough thing is, overall, in fishing in general, is the jump from opens to the Elite Series. Yeah. There, there is a guy that's taken three weeks off of work, or, or now they've got four events, right? So he's taken four weeks of vacation to go fish these events, and then he's placed in a 45-day period to alter his life. Oh, yeah. Essentially. A quick turnaround. Quick turnaround. Yeah. FLW isn't that big of a jump. Right. You know, you fish your Coastas events, Coastal Championship, and now you jump on to fish seven events. Not that big a difference. Right. When you jump on to travel more parts of the country and fish more events, that's the tough yeah. thing about bass. Yeah. That's that's why I think you have 
uh, lots of turnover in the Elite Series. There was a stat uh, a couple years ago, probably two or three years ago, when um, you know from the original 110 that were fishing the Bassmaster Elite Series in 2006, the turnover rate was in excess of 50%. Wow. And, and there was nothing at that time. Wow. Where people were relegated from the circuit, right? Yeah, so wow, that's that's because of the financial big number. strain, yeah, and and, and, that, a, and that jump, right? Well, and, and to Bass's credit, that you know that would be my negative, but they've righted the ship a lot since there's been some changes, right? Yeah. Since the MLF in migration, the last year, you're saying in the last, in the last year months. since that migration. They've got an a- angler concierge. I don't know what the term of that guy. Ligieri. Yeah, they're they're talking to their anglers. They're they're making sure they're okay. They're not they're not just leaving them out there, which they had done for a long time. Right. The payouts the payout structure has changed. Everybody gets paid in the elite series now, so everybody's right. walking home with with at least their expenses. Right. So they're not they're not creating that bankruptcy that financial mm, destruction which was right. a problem in the past which right. was a problem in the past so that i think they've they've learned and made some big moves in angler management you know over there and 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 they've continued to do what they do well which is they've, is they've made those changes because of mlf right <laughs> agreed so so then we go to the third thing and they have so so the bass guys that what the bass elite anglers are enjoying right now it, it, it owes a big thanks to to what the anglers yes. um, that that made the move to the MLF created that you know they applied that pressure which you know kind of woke everybody up and said hey we we got to do things a little bit differently yeah. uh, for the anglers here and mm-hmm. uh, you know so that's that's an interesting dynamic that took place yeah. you know to make that happen all right now I want to hear last circuit major league fishing let me say one more thing before we go okay. there come on um, I feel like there's been a change. FLW has always been the yeah, fun fishing. You know, it's it's fun. Right. You go out there and fish it. You enjoy the camaraderie. When, when I fished the Elite Series, man, it was cutthroat. It wasn't as much camaraderie. More, more stress. You didn't have wow. you know, a cutthroat. lot of guys going out to dinner together, yeah. enjoying each other's company. And but, part of that was because of time and the structure of the events. But those guys are all in MLF now. That, that's exactly right. <laughs> my, my point was that is that. Even the the uh, overall feeling from friends that I have on all the tours, the Elite Series has shifted a a uh, a culture. There's been a culture right. shift in the angler in a and, good and, way and some camaraderie in that regard. So yeah. better, better. Yes, it's interesting. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm seeing that too with yeah. the guys. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So uh, the MLF, as you mentioned, Mike. Um, uh, man, the. the Tough thing about MLF is uh, picking just one thing. <laughs> is you know understanding their process. There, there are some things that they do internally that that's not uh, transparent. Right. Um. And I and I think that 100%. makes it tough for for a guy like me in my position. Um. I you know it'd be great to understand some more transparency in their right. process. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I understand they have a business, you yeah. know, and, and they don't have to tell me squat. Yeah. Um, I was involved at a point and and uh, and you know did did some things with them that was fun. you know won an event you know did some cool stuff. Yeah. And uh, never quite just understood where the process was going. Right. So I would enjoy or or you know it'd be cool to see some more transparency in that yeah. regard. Yeah. I've heard that before. I've so, heard that complaint. So that, yeah. that's part of it. And then. Um, I think it's difficult for them too, though. I will say because they are in their infancy, right? right? They, they, you know, they, they're yeah. 
constant moving and adjustments going right. on to yep. create what the goal is, which is you know this this good company that everybody wants to be involved. Right. In. Gotcha. I'd agree with that. And uh, I, it's interesting you say transparency because that's the problem that the Angles had with Bass. Yes. Was lack of transparency. We didn't yeah. know. You know, all we knew is that, you know, when we have a good year, we're doing great. When Angler has a bad year, we're suffering. Right. How much money, you know, there's no transparency. We don't know what's going on. And uh, and now M, you're, you're saying that about MLF, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. So I didn't know that. I thought you guys were having meetings and involving everybody in what's happening in MLF. Is that not the case? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my crickets emoji? Or, 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 this is yeah. a real studio. We'd have real sound effects. <laughs> so the positive thing about MLF is that position. they're pushing the bar. They are pushing. They the are bar. pushing the bar. They are pushing the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pushing yeah. the bar. They're definitely reaching new people. Yes, you know which I yeah. love. And, I love and that. To that know? point of reaching new people. Yeah, it's my impression that they're not paying any attention to the existing crowd right now. And I get, like Kurt says, it's a new year. It's yeah. the first. You know, it's our first foray into this thing. There's a lot going on, a lot of things happening. But I've seen from day one zero attempt to reach out to the existing bass fishing media, um, to the existing bass fishing crowd. It's all about growing it and reaching new people. Right. Guggen Squad meetups. No offense. It's an awesome idea. Huge crowd. Yeah. But it feels like it's like they really don't care about the existing crowd at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't get that same impression from FLW. I hear from people over there, Bass. That it's could just, change. Yeah. The MLA, could change. Well, there's an evolve. Things evolve. And that's a big turnoff to me. Yeah. I've, I've heard different quotes uh, or different rumors. I mean, I, I'm not directly connected with any of this, but I've, I've heard that it's not so much they don't care about the existing anglers, but their focus is to get to bigger numbers, to to move the bar. And in order to move the bar, you got to focus on the – the wives and and the the thousands of people that will never fish, or hundreds of millions of people that will never fish that might like to watch our yeah. sport. Right. Yeah. And that's when when you can reach those people. Like I've never played football, but man, I love watching the Eagles crush the Redskins this, <laughs> in the second this weekend. Half. <laughs> in the second half. Uh, you know, so that's that's the person that I think they're really they're. From what I understand is their business model. Well, I wish them lots of luck, and I'll be well, over here watching other shit while they reach new people. Well, let me. The, I took out the uh, winner for the uh, Ike Foundation raffle, um, and he's he's avid angler, like been fishing tournaments, buddy tournaments all over the Northeast, BFLs, been at this thirty years, and he is not interested in the MLF. Well, was very interested in it when it started. Loved right. it. Uh, when it was extra. When it was an extra thing. Yeah. But but now after he's seeing it, he, he said the same complaint that we hear from a lot of people like us that are fish heads. It's catching a lot of small fish. It's, the, you know, not enough time with the patterns and understanding the decision process. You know, there's all, all the things that we hear the hardcore bass enthusiasts now complaining about. He's doing the same thing. It's tough to relate Here, to. Here's the point. His wife... Makes him tape MLF. Right. <laughs> wow, for her to watch. For her to watch. Wow. JT makes it, that, and that's why he knows <laughs> his view is he, like he doesn't. He says he doesn't like he doesn't like it as much as the others. He likes watching it, right? right. He doesn't like it as much as Bass or FLW, but uh, but because she likes it, he loves it because now they can watch fishing together. Well, and she doesn't fish but once a year, maybe. But she and she knows 
and this was funny because we were like I was talking to him. I'm like, well, they got a cup this weekend. Is it is it the championship cup? Is this the classic that they're or is this a summit cup? What what I don't you know yeah. I didn't know which. And he's like, my wife, she knows everything. How to qualify for this cup? Who's in position wow. to qualify for it? Wow. How they earn the points? How about that? Completely invested in it. It's crazy. And I'm like, I'm listening to this, and I'm like, this is this is the fantasy. This is this is their goal. This is their business model is to get to her and those like her, and it and it's working. Right. You know, in this in that instance, but, there's I mean, no at, question. At, at what point are you sacrificing your core? Like. I feel like your 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 core fans and your core group are are true fishermen, right? And, are you mm-hmm. sacrificing your your business model to to try and find these new people and sort of pushing people away? Like I know my myself and my buddies and all that we all tournament fish. We just can't relate to the the MLF format because we go out and fish five fish tournaments every single weekend, and that's what we're geared for. And the MLF just kind of feels like something else you know it's not mm-hmm. the norm and 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 i hear that and that's that's what we that's what we keep hearing in the fish head community the but i think kurt's point's a good one this is their first foray into yep. this they they're hearing it they're hearing us right right and they're morphing i've i've heard them having meetings and conversations about uh limiting the limit to 15 bass so that it's more pressure on size of fish they're thinking, or you know, whether they're going to enact these rules or not, who knows? But I think they're actively thinking about it. I think I think they're trying to appeal to both, and I think yeah. you'll probably see changes. Yeah. In my guess, in the, in the broadcast, yeah, hope so. Moving forward, that so that it it, it appeals. Yeah, there's there's to, cool to things the old about it. Guys. I mean, you put the app on, no matter what time, you're going to see somebody catching a fish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. There's yeah. never a downtime. Right. Right. You know, every time you put it on. They're going to somebody catching a fish. That's a fantasy. That's pretty cool. Mm. Right. It, it, it is. It is a fantasy, fantasy world. Like. That is a fantasy world. Coming from South Jersey. Happening. Thursday nighter. Right yeah, yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> but, but does some of this go back to the anglers then? You know, we talked about, uh, you know, patterns. Uh, people aren't feeling that, you know, they're, they're getting uh, educated by, by it. It's just more of an entertainment situation. Uh, maybe maybe the anglers can do more educating while they're weighing the bass or catching the bass right. or you know maybe something of that yeah. nature. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, one of the Showtime things- ninety nine says the MLF is like flag football and the bass is NFL. <laughs> <laughs> I I, I like watching- flag football. Back in the that was fun. I used to like when it was co-ed. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's not a flag. <laughs> Christine Christine Sabini would be, is it, would be out there. Oh, That's I'd right. love flag football with her back in the day. Back in the day, <laughs> that was the deal. Uh, not better. Shoof. <laughs> Shoof. <laughs> Blue eyes and brown hair. She's cute, man. Man. Yeah. That's right. Striking. Hair. <laughs> Very striking. What so are we talking about? What, what if, I'm all messed up talking about? I'm all messed up. Sorry, guys. I'm blaming Showtime 99. This is actually a good time to remind everybody we want to hear from you. Uh, the questions that Riz is pushing through, we need to know them. So hit us up on the IM. Also, 
If you're following us on Facebook, uh, like and share it. You're entered into a contest to win this bag right here. So, you got any more Riz? You got any more good ones coming through? Yeah, Kane Kane Simpson said that after those comments, he can hear Becky coming through the floor. Oh, <laughs> I think you're right. It's a Mike, long time ago. So. I got a question for you. So, I think it was Kurt said something about more teaching while you're catching the fish or something, you know, about what you're doing, the patterns. You fish bass, you're fishing MLF. What do you feel is is a more pressure cooker situation where you're more or less inclined to take a minute and talk to the camera during the event? Well, well, the major league fishing is more of a pressure cooker to me. It just feels that the time flies by quicker there. Knowing everybody else's weight puts more pressure on you. The brakes, all that stuff, that that feels more stressful in the course of a day for me, especially when things are going bad. When yeah. things are going bad, dude, you don't want to talk. You want to, you, yeah. you know, you're, you need every mm-hmm. second, you know. When things are going good, you're more relaxed and you got a mm-hmm. 20 pound lead on the cut line. Then I, that's the only time I feel relaxed in major league fishing. In bass events and FLW, when you have an eight hour day, everything seems a little less stressful. Not that it's not stressful, but reflecting on the two different styles, James River I fished this year versus the P- BBTs I fished this year. Definitely, major league fishing is a little more stressful, you know. I think I'd I think I'd be more inclined to talk in an eight hour day, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah. but again, I think it depends a lot on how you're doing, you it, know. It's yeah. in, it's interesting because I I watched uh one of the elites and the guys were not knowing that uh like Micah had put twenty five pounds in the boat and was catching them on every cast. And the, the, the commentary came up in studio that, you know, like, what if, if they'd have known that was going on with Micah, what, dis, what different styles of decisions might they the make? The other guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The other guys in the top Absolutely. 12. They're not afforded that luxury. So they, they have to make their decisions based on conditions, based on what happened yesterday and, and the information they have at hand. They don't have that additional piece of information. And how that how that might change things? Yeah. If they did, because we obviously see it happening at MLF. I mean, uh, and it's fun to watch everybody guess wrong because yeah, they're always yeah. wrong. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, Ike must be catching him on a spinning rod. You know, if he's got a thirty pound lead on the field and right, you're right. doing something else. Yeah. Or, right. You know, yeah. they're all making poor assumptions. <laughs> right. About, you know, trying to figure out, okay, well, he's a good crankbait guy. He must be throwing yeah. a crankbait. Yeah. And he's throwing a Senko. You right. Know? Uh, so it's interesting to have that extra piece of information and not have it in the difference. I got a couple couple comments off Facebook here. Justin Smith suggests that five big fish per per period for MLF would be cool. It's an interesting it's idea. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And right. Lenny Baird asked, "What percent alcohol is the Mosaic Promise?" Oh, okay. Let's look. At it. I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm, it's five point five. Is it a five five? It feels like it. It is a 5.5. Five. It feels like it. <laughs> it's a 5.5. Five. It's smooth. I mean, <laughs> I'm feeling about 5.5. Five. i got to throw this real quick since we're on that MLF topic. The, the tough thing about MLF is day two, guys get a big lead. Yeah. They go practicing. Yeah. Well, you've lost your first, second, third, fourth, maybe fifth place angler that you want to watch and see how productive they were, how they caught those fish. Yeah. Because they're just out screwing off. Out practicing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. That happens all the time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. guys that get the most press are the guys at the cut line, not the guys yeah. at the right. top. Yeah. Yeah. Right. For half the event. For half the event. Yeah. 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 So there's some there's some holes in it. The other thing is, 
there's techniques that you'll never, ever, ever see again. And that, no, you'll never see a big swim bait. You'll never see big fish tactics in MLF. Yeah. 10XD. Discontinue the 10XD. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, yeah. There's just some... And yeah, I mean, that's all stuff that they can adjust to. Yeah, they, they know like the problems. I mean, th- for big fish. What about like yeah. like like you you you? I've you, heard that over three pounds Riz. is times point five. Yeah, you know, like. I don't I don't know. I want to argue that though, and I'm not saying this because I fish MLF. I do want to argue that to everybody that is thinking that way. Get I there. think it's what makes MLF MLF. I think they've they've started in that format of catching total number of fish it's what made them stand out from the crowd why would you go and change why would you go and conform sure. you know I, I i from a personal standpoint i i like it i like that about major league fishing i like that bass is five fish mm-hmm. and you know and i like that major league fishing is total number mm-hmm. you know i i like that style i, and I, I think changing my problem it is, my problem is there seems to be an air of there can be only one Right. When it was I, yeah. MLF, the, the the TV show thing, right. it was awesome like that. Right. When it became MLF, we're going to take over the entire world. Yeah. Then it feels like what we've all right. done our entire I lives you. is threatened. I As a you. fan, I want to watch you guys fish both. Right. I, like, Mike, I want to watch you fish MLF. I want to watch you fish five fish. Right. Show. Absolutely. You know, and I think a yeah. lot of people probably feel the same way. Like the guys yeah. they grew up watching on TV. Yeah. You know, you want to see those guys competing in the same format yeah. that I'm going to go out and compete on the canal on Saturday. Right. Like, yeah. I agree. You know, I, agree. When I like them both. Yeah. 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 Now, I, now, whether that. Everybody loves everybody. Whether that mentality will change <laughs> over the years, you know, if, if the process that MLF uses of weighing the fish and releasing them. If that style grows in the grassroots, will that sentiment change over the next three, five, ten years? Maybe it will, Good. you know? Yeah. I mean, if that's something everybody – if at Thursday nighters we're weighing every legal fish now, we have somehow – how there's a technology to do that yeah. and keep everybody on the up and up, yeah. would that change? Maybe it it's, would. The weights probably you wouldn't know? change that much, honestly. It would help the Thursday nighters, <laughs> I think, because it's only got to be a pound, right? So it can be – actually, it can be an 11-inch fish, and if it weighs a pound, it's illegal. Oh. Did you know that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, so for Thursday nighters, that would help. They're skinny. Wow. <laughs> uh, a lot of them are skinny. You're Wait, right. So you guys are, <laughs> I didn't see. I didn't know that. I just learned something. That you no, I wait. caught. I caught a bunch in the Smith Smith tournament this year that were spots that were under 12 inches that weighed a pound. Nice. I'm 99 percent sure. Wow. I didn't take time to measure them, but they weren't 12 inches. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't it matter. But they were footballs. You know, they were little, short, little. You know, like mm-hmm. a title bass. Yeah. They're like, what yeah. the hell's wrong with that thing? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like a flounder. You well, know. Well, I, let me ask you a question, beans. We're talking about this because this this is um, something that I've debated or been in conversations with a lot of people about. All right. Is MLF like? Let's get the talk about the elephant in the room. Is elf? The rumor has been MLF is buying FLW. Ooh, um, is that the rumor? That, that rumor has been prevalent for a long time. And if they convert that system into a way, and you know, how, how are they going to take that and apply it to the BFLs? Apply it to the coasts or or whatever. Have some. Have like your your coes have to weigh your fish. What technology is it going to be? You know, is, yeah, that's what I, I you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going down the road and I'm thinking, how is that ever going to work? You know, it's a great question. I maybe, don't, I, maybe that's where you get the combo. You get you get what what some of the fans want, which is 
seeing you know some some guys fish the five fish limit and and then other events are all catch weigh and release right maybe you get a combo a combo maybe you can combine them certain certain yeah. leagues you have to build up to that maybe to the MLF format and the other ones stay the same i don't know that's a great question i don't know I know the answer to that. Well, that'll be the answer. the The answer to that question is going to be what has to be delivered in order to make that transition. Because I've right. heard people argue, right, that MLF is the deal. Like the whole world of fishing has to go to this catch, weigh, and release because of the environmental conservation, and and MLF has been pushing that from day one. Um, you know, and is that is that definitely going to be the case, or or, or can we, you know, the 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 steps that bass has taken to handle fish, to manage fish, to train anglers on how to how to keep their fish alive, right. how, how to fizz fish, how to do all that stuff, you know, and that's the sport that we love. And and I've also heard, you know, t- taking away the weigh-ins, like, you know, it seems that's been a challenge this year for for major league fishing. If you look online and look at some of the broadcasting, you know, it seems a little thin out in the crowd. Yeah. And the and the bass crowd is continues to grow and and I got to be honest like you know how do I feel about the weigh-ins like when you got a 200 man field that's 400 people that got to come across the stage right. and weigh their fish at an open right um that's a long process that's a, what a three four five hour process yeah and uh you know I I I can't listen to the weigh-in for that long yeah. right I don't know yeah. anybody right. that does but I love the top 12 weigh-in yeah I love it. I mean, when the elites cut in half and it's 35, like even 75 man weigh in, to me is 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 kind of lengthy. Right. But when you get 35, all, now I'm interested, you know. And I love the top 10 weigh in. It's I find that absolutely fascinating. Even though we watched them catch every single fish, right? Because the the live went to like three o'clock, right? And the, the, the tournament's over at three. But we still don't know who's going to win. Right. Yeah. We don't know. You right. know, they estimated the weights, and we still don't really know. And you get that that beautiful agony of defeat, and yeah. you know the victory. You right. know that happens at the weigh-in. So I think that's pretty. That's a pretty special thing that uh, I I wouldn't like to see it go yeah. away. Sure. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. You know. Uh, I want to keep it going here. Um, let me remind you. Uh, hit us up on the IM if you've got a question for anybody, especially Kurt in the room. Kurt, we talked about uh, in the beginning of the show that you're one of the guys that supplement your tournament fishing with other things. Sure. I'm going to mention a few of them here, and I, I want to talk about all of them at some point, but I, I want to focus on one now. Uh, co-host of Bass Edge Radio, uh, general manager, Hayabasu Hooks USA. Hayabusa. Hayabusa. Sorry about that. <laughs> Say it again, Mike. Uh, Hayab- Hayabusa. <laughs> Hayabusa. There you go. Um, utmost. Uh, utmost. Utmost. Um, <laughs> aluminum. <laughs> but here's the, here's the one I want to talk to you about because it's the one thing that you do that I watch from afar and I really, really love it. I love, I love what you do. Founder of the uh, pro bass camps. Yeah, yeah. I want to I want to get into that because Pete, we talk about every show. It seems like we talk about how important it is to get kids fishing. We well, a lot of the talk we do is because of the Ike Foundation. Mm-hmm. But what Kurt's doing is it's really really special. I I know about it through Dave because I know uh, yeah. Officer Mansu, good yep. buddy of ours. Dave has been fishing with you for years since yes. the beginning. Yes. Uh, but you got something special going on. Talk a little bit about it. Sure. Tell, tell us what it is, because a lot of people watching and listening right now don't know what it is. Right, great. So, yeah, I developed this deal, the uh, Pro Bass Camp, uh, in 2012, eight years ago. 
Um, the whole the, you want the whole kit and caboodle? I want the whole thing. <laughs> All right. I want the whole thing because I think it's it's interesting because mm-hmm. it's it's a way to get kids to the next level, which yeah. is so important. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you can get a kid fishing, but then to get them to the next level, I feel like that's a missing link. And I think this is it. What you're on to? What the what the the missing link is. It's been a lot of fun, really rewarding. And the way this whole pro bass camp came about was um, on a guide trip at Lake Amistad. Uh, I took out uh, Chase Kemp and uh, his friend Roger DiCamillo, a couple guys from New Mexico. We're out fishing on the lake, and uh, they have a nonprofit group where they take youth hunting, and they do a little bit of fishing. Elephant Butte is their home lake. Okay. So who wouldn't do just a little bit of fishing on elephant people? Right. right? <laughs> because too much of fishing would quit you fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I heard it's fishing pretty well now. But so those guys, uh, we were on a guide trip and and um, we just started talking about kids and and youth and and uh, what a cool program they had for youth hunters and and people that were involved and wanted to hunt and and fish a little bit. And um, I told them. That you know, there was a a time when I really thought about what my passion was growing up was basketball. Loved playing basketball. Of course, there was no high school fishing college yeah. when we were around. When we were mm-hmm. little dudes, you know, running around trying to catch a bass. And um, anyway, I'd express to them, man, I, I would love to have this deal where I could provide the same experience I had when I was a youth and my passion for basketball to provide that for youth that have this you know passion for fishing. Not, not not really somebody that's new in the sport, right. but somebody that already knows fishing, that wants to become better at it, and, and really try to up their game. You know, take it another level. Yeah, next next level with, and this is what I, this is what I was talking about, Pete. It's like there's a lot of programs, Ike Foundation, uh, uh, get a kid fishing, um, hooked on fishing, not on a lot of programs that get kids started. Right. But then it's like it kind of stalls there, right? And you know, and there's this mm-hmm. level of stalling to where in soccer, in football, in basketball, in field hockey. Like, dude, Vegas, yeah. he can find one of 30 soccer camps. Right. Jake, mm-hmm. with, when he was when he's wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. You can find wrestling camps everywhere. Right. But to have that camp in fishing, it was never there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's where I think it's you're on to something, you know? So so we started in 2012. We had this camp. We had 10, 10 youth, and most of them were from his club out in New Mexico, the right. Donald R. Kemp Youth Hunt Club. And uh, we so we started this deal, and of course, when when we started it, I told Chase and Roger, they called me actually about 12, 12 months after we had that initial conversation, and they said, "Look, you wanna you wanna do this? We'll we'll help you." You know, if it wasn't for those guys, I would have never dove in. Right. And um, so has to be out. an immense amount of work to put yeah. something like that together. And and you know what was cool was they had the program already right. because they did this with kids right yeah. right so they kind of knew the ins and outs all we had to do was replace guns and and uh you know furry animals with you know rods and reels rods and reels and and fin fin fish yeah, scales <laughs> right. and fins mm-hmm. that's it yeah. exactly so uh so we did it and we started it and before we knew it we had more youth anglers interested to come than we could handle Wow. Uh, it, it took us about, you know, we had that first one with 10, yeah. then it grew to 16, then all of a sudden we had 35 kids that wanted to come and, and we couldn't do it. You right. Know, it's not like our, our camp, the, the camp that I provide isn't, you know, giving out rods and reels, standing on the bank fishing. It's, uh, two youth anglers in a boat 
with an instructor for four days. In a bass Hence, boat with an instructor that can fish, regardless yes. of whether he's a local stick or a regional or a national touring pro. That's correct. He's with a dude that can fish. Yeah, I mean, you, Hall of Famer Denny Brower's been with me yep. for, I think, six years now. Yep. Uh, Dave Matsu, as you already yep. mentioned. Uh, Matt Combs. Reed, James Niggemeyer. Uh, Keith Combs yep. been down Dudes several that can times. Fish. Yeah, 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 really, really great angler. Yeah. So, and, and like you say, the best local and regional guys yeah. too. Yeah. So, four days intense on the water fishing. We let the kids know or the the youth know that you know we want to, and we've had all kinds. You know, some people don't know that. Hey, I'm gonna send my kid to fishing camp. Yeah. You know, and and they know a little bit about fishing. And so we get both where you might have a youth that knows more saltwater angling than he does freshwater, yeah. but then you get him in that freshwater mindset and then he's like, man, his wheels really start kicking because of the analyzation yeah. process and the, and the, and the fight that goes yeah. into catching, catching bass. So, uh, and, and also I think the diversity, you know, right. of, of fishing freshwater bass fishing versus saltwater fishing. Yeah. So, uh, so man, it, it, it has been, uh, down at Lake Amistad, uh, we've done it several years. Uh, we, we, we upped the ante to create more room for youth because we had capped, and now we provide two sessions down at Lake Amistad. Gotcha. So we've been doing that for the last three years, yeah. providing two separate weeks. And it's hard scheduling. Now, <laughs> scheduling can be a little bit yeah. of a challenge, but we've been able to, to, to work it in the last three years. So that's, it's, it's been a lot of that's fun. That's cool. One of the coolest things, too, about the camp, Pete, is um, they have – and I want you to explain it, Kurt. Sure. But, you know, you have these intensive days of training on the water, these kids gone out and learning up close and personal. And then at the very end, you have a little derby. Yes. Yeah. Which is cool. Like, that's a great exclamation point on that week. Yeah. It, you it know? is so – Exactly. You know, we're busting them up at 5 o'clock. We, we, it's not no 7, 8 o'clock yeah. up time. We get yeah. up at 5, we're on the water at 6, at sunrise. We fish until about 1.30, you know, before lunchtime. And uh, then we have the, the campers come in. Thank you, sir. We have the campers come in and uh, talk about their day of fishing. So all of a sudden we give them this platform of public speaking. Yeah. Similar to being on a stage Absolutely. at an event. You've got to break down what happened during the day, mm-hmm. what's going on, and more importantly, what you've learned. So you're not only learning what happened in your boat to you specifically or the other partner that you were with that day with, you know, obviously the instructor as well, but you're learning what other 24 kids did right? and how they experienced how they day. How they handled the mm-hmm. conditions, how exactly. they changed, what they caught That's them great. on. That's yeah. So All of cool. a sudden, it's like, you know, you fished a tournament, and you listen to the top ten, and there's four different techniques, not yeah. just one. That yeah. was the deal. You know, so they're learning all these different techniques, yeah. how to attack the fishery, yeah. what what other options there are to uh, fulfill, you know, what you're trying to do out there, which is pattern and catch bass. Yeah. And that's the other key. You get a lot of high school and college anglers these days that are, that are digit you know, they're looking for digits. What's the waypoint? Where are the bass? And they're just chasing waypoints constantly. Yeah. And this camp actually provides a youth angler the ability to analyze conditions, bass behavior. So think on their own. Exactly. Yeah. Think on their own yeah. and dissect the fish. Yeah. That, that's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. i got to tell you a story real quick. So it was at the uh, Smith, Smith Mountain Tournament I was at, and I ran into a, a college kid there, and I think he was a freshman. And I can't remember, it was probably a college local to Alabama there. Uh, but we started talking, and he knew Mansu. Oh, yeah. 
And I'm like, you know, how the hell do you know Dave Mansu? And he starts telling me the story that he met Dave at Kurt's camp. Oh, wow. And and this kid, dude, is so hardcore. You know what I mean? You could see it in his eye that yeah. this is the kid that wants to go through the right process in college, and he wants to try it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. But I think it's great that, you know, you're turning out kids after that camp uh, that want to turn pro. Yeah. That just get a better appreciation for fishing. Right. That'll want to do it more. The whole gamut, you yeah. know? It's not just a camp for no. people that, kids that want to turn pro. Or, or, or. It, or parents that want to get rid of their kids. Right, <laughs> right, right. That's, I think that's awesome. I think and that's awesome. I, I love that because it's not just the X's and O's, how to do a certain technique, but but applying it, getting them to think on their own, the real decision-making uh, is key. And I think that applies at the tournament that you guys have at the end of the week. Yes. Right? Yes. They, they've, they've heard all this, and now, now they get to sink or swim, right? They're going to try to apply it, and they'll fail, and some will succeed, and they'll learn from both. That's you correct. Yeah. And, and the success that they have doing stuff on their own really, I feel like, is what breeds that passion. Yeah. yeah. Because as soon as it starts clicking in their head yeah. and that they can do something on their own, whether they've had struggles throughout the week and then it comes together or they've done really good throughout the week and then they struggle in the tournament, they realize, okay, this is how this game is played. I want to figure out how to conquer this game. Yeah. You know? and, and the other cool thing is, like, uh, I can think of a uh, similar circumstance that you mentioned, Mike, with uh, that college angler, is the anglers that come to camp as instructors, the, the pros that come to camp as instructors oftentimes become longtime mentors oh, yeah. of these anglers. Pete mm-hmm. Pons, I know, has been in, in contact with a couple campers constantly throughout the last couple years and, and just having questions and answers and kind of, Helping lead them to what what their goal is, whether it be being successful in college fishing or you know turning pro or how to turn pro at some point. So cool! They Absolutely. leave they leave with some cool mentorship yes. that they can go back on years right. later. That's yeah. really really cool. That's I, great. I'm yeah. telling you, dude, you're Kurt. You're on to something. That's that, a cool program because yeah. that was that's a missing link in, in mm-hmm. our in our in our sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. We get them hooked early. But then they get into it, and then it's kind of like stagnates, you know. And I think that's I think that's a great yeah. program. And fishing think, fishing needs that. Fishing needs that program. And it's so it's so prevalent in other sports, like you said. Every and other sport. So many parents, you know, they, their kids get involved, and they want they want their they'd love to participate mm-hmm. in something like that right. if it was available close to them, or yeah. you know, or it, they would love to do it. So I think. Uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. A lot the, of opportunity. The feedback is ridiculous. When, yeah. when we come and they drop their kid off, their youth camper, you know, at the beginning of the week, and they come pick them up, they see their success by weighing in fish, talking to this group of parents and anglers, you know, mm-hmm. and talking about their day, what they've enjoyed about the camp, what they've learned about the camp, and and uh, you just see their parents' eyes light up. And yeah. that does so much for me as far yeah. as the camp director. Yeah. And and you just know what it means between the youth and, and their parents that, it, you know, they're taking it, uh, like you said, yeah. next level. And we started a camp actually at Lake Oneida. We mm-hmm. fished there the week before. That was our first journey outside of Texas. So we had one in New York this summer, which was also a lot of fun. And, and the parents up here, you know, Texas parents are a little different in the fact that, there are a lot more outdoorsy people in that part of the country, right? Mm-hmm. And some of there was some uh, I don't want to say res, you know some uncertainty, you know, with some of the parents coming in the New York camp. And again, it was like at the very end, phew, eyes lit up. That you know, it was just awesome. That's cool. <laughs> what happens? Sm- at you guys the end? smash do you, them up that week? Do you, or? Do you, 
do you do you invite the parents to coordinate with the kids or yeah. do you have like a, a meeting at the end? How so we have the tournament weigh in is is the culmination. Uh-huh. We have a tournament weigh in after the, the, the campers went out and put to test all of their the things that they learned throughout the week, the patterns that were developed on the lake and areas that they fished mm-hmm. throughout the week to uh, to succeed in this culmination of a tournament. And uh, all the parents are there, all the campers are there, and we bring them in, weigh the fish, they talk to the crowd, and the whole nine yards, and, and that's when that. Well, here, okay, that's here's, when the, here's the deal. Uh, Pete said he'll definitely come out to be an instructor, okay. but never at Lake Oneida. <laughs> <laughs> so you might be able to get him out at Amistad, but right, not Lake right. Oneida. He'll be a student. He'll yeah. be a student at Lake Oneida. <laughs> I will be. Speaking of that, uh, what 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 are the what's what's the ages? What are the jet, can can men, uh, males females? Uh, what what ages? We, we've had male and females. Yeah, and we've had we have a guideline. Our age guideline is 12 to 18, but we've had participants from 9 to 19 years old. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's interesting. Nick Nick Ferris on Facebook says, "I wish there was a camp for 40 year olds." <laughs> so, funny Bash, thing. Bash University. <laughs> there. Bash U is the camp for Bash Universe. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. But but actually, uh, James Nigemeyer and I started a uh, process where we had this pro bass class and uh, had several guys come in and and um, we actually did that with with adults for several years and it was uh, a lot of fun, real successful. But it, it, you know, it's all a lot of work. Right. You got you got to pick and choose your battles. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a ton of work. Well, I think what you're doing with the with that kids camp is the deal. Yeah. Uh, again, it's it it's been a missing link. It's it's what's going to fill that I void for it. sure. Thanks. I think it's all. Awesome. So if, real quick, while we're on the topic, people watching right now, listening, they're like, I got a 15 year old. He's heart, he's hooked. Yeah. I got to get him to this camp. What's, you how, can just go to probasscamp.com. Just all run together. Probasscamp.com. There's a contact button. Hit it. Shoot me an email. I'll let you know the dates. We usually, you know, throw the. Kurt, dates I'll put out your phone number right here on the December uh, January time frame for the following summer. So. Our 2020 dates will be released sometime in December. It's awesome. Time. And I did have a note here that you had Gray Buck as an instructor. Yeah, at we Oneida. did. Wow. Yeah. We How bring out the best. Now Riz wanted to know. <laughs> Riz wanted to know. Did you guys smash him when you were at Oneida? No. No. No, we did not smash him. Didn't smash him at the camp. You caught him, but you didn't smash him. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. There you go. Which was actually great. We we catch a lot of fish at Amistad. Yeah. And because uh, the condition was in a transition and. Uh, it was great because there weren't many people out on the lake, so we could consistently catch some fish, yep. although it wasn't blockbuster week of fishing. Uh, the cool thing about that is the kids and the campers actually, I hate using the word kids, by the way. I yeah. use it a lot, but I, I always try to call them youth or campers. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the, the youth that week, they could see that uh, you know if you put the time in to locate the fish, find the pattern, eventually you're going to get rewarded. But it's not always just immediate. Yeah, you don't want to mm-hmm. make it easy. Yeah, like exactly. you, you, you don't having that camp on a place where you're catching a hundred day on any bait you want. It's not the same effect. Not as beneficial. Not as beneficial. Yeah, I, agree. I agree with that. I agree so it was with great. That. But yeah. no, we did not crack them. But yeah. we caught them. Didn't, didn't crack. crack them, but caught them. <laughs> All right. I could have used that information though for the. Could have been there. That would work out well. All right. Well, that's yeah, good so, news. So how about Gray? Yeah, dude, dude. Shout out to Gray Buck. Dude, shout out to Gray Buck. Super shout out. Uh, shout out to Gray Buck. Uh, That's a well done. Right here's, here. here's the deal. He's a good kid. He's a good kid, dude. Yeah. He's, he's been fishing with us at the Ike Foundation event for years. 
working with the Bash University, had him on the show shit a week before, before he lands. won. Yeah, that's he's, right, BTC. He's honestly a good kid. Yeah. He's an all-around good dude. He is. I like to see Hard good dudes win, man. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's really cool. And he did a, he did, it was a great win. I mean, Great win. He, he steady. Had, he had to be super steady. Steady. And it was yeah. a tougher fishing day on the last yeah. day, it yeah. seemed. And uh, and he, he battled. He battled hard, got a great win. Classic berth. Yeah, wow. You know, man, that? what what a yeah. deal. Good good for him. And what he built some lo- he beat up some local, you know, cuz there was a lot of local studs in that a final lot of day. Yeah. Uh, not Hart- to, not to mention, you know, some some big time pros making that final yeah. final. And some cut. dude from the other side of the planet. Yeah. That's Dean right. Sylvester, Sylvester coming big, over yeah. there and wow. And, wow. and it, it's funny. Dude, literally one or two fish away. And the one day, and weighed, you know, he had it on. Oh yeah, if he would have weighed one more bigger one, a bigger, you know, he, he weighed a two pounder Dude, day two. Australia. He would have weighed a three or a four pounder on day two. It's fished for smallmouth. This is right. the second time fishing smallies. Well, it's crazy. It's interesting because Kurt, Kurt, you said during the camp, what was the dominant pattern the kids caught the fish during the camp? Chatterbait. Yep. It was a chatterbait catching isolated fish. They were all three pounders. Yep. That was the the dominant pattern that week, and wow. that's what Salvestri used. To finish second place, that exact pattern. How about that? On a chatterbait. Big rogue roamers. Big roamers, yep. Wow. He, he caught them on topwater one day, made a nice adjustment, was able to, because they stopped, they wouldn't hit the chatterbait when it went slick, and he used the topwater to get his bites that day. But then when the wind blew the next few days and got clouds, and he was able to chatterbait them uh, and almost almost took that win. Wow. That was, that was amazing. But that the kids... The kids found the winning pattern. They did. Look at they that. Did. Well, the instructors helped them yeah. through that process. But, but that's, that's not, well, they found the second place pattern. The yeah. winning pattern Gray used was more finesse-oriented. Yeah. Drop shot. Mm-hmm. Drop shot. Drop, Drop shot, shot and, and something called a Ned Rig. We, I never yeah, heard of it. Yeah. Oh, you just see the color of the Ned Rig, Brian Carpenter? Did not. Green pumpkin shard laminate? Nope. It was that same one from up up top. I did see that. Yeah, crazy. I did see that. You're uh, not going to tell us? No, I don't want to talk anymore about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> listen to me. You're watching a brand new Ike Live show. This is a great show. we got Kurt Dove live in studio with us. Uh, we're going to take a little break. Pete, Kurt, hang in there with us because uh, we come back. We're going to talk to a young angler up and coming. A lot of what we're talking about, uh, we're going to talk to Cody Huff about as he comes on. We're going to talk about some of his success. But then in the third segment... I got more for you, so don't right. think you're off the hook yet. <laughs> I, I want to talk to you about a couple more things. I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, guiding the Lake Amistad. I want to talk to you a little bit about Bass Edge Radio, and then we get a little game we're going to play with you too. A couple, right. yeah, a couple, right. maybe a couple games. So. I dig yeah, it. and uh, Cody Huff is on location in Minnesota at somebody's house that might be an Elite Series stud. Oh, so we might get a. a some some little bonus guests. Ooh, we might get some bonus guests yeah. floating around. That's yeah, interesting. Bonus. All right, well, hang in there with us. When we come back, you're going to hear from Cody Huff and maybe some mystery guests. Mystery guests. Okay, hang in there with us. We'll be right back. Can they guess which elite pro? It's Hi, today we're going chest to chest in the Dr. Squatch lather test. On that half of Mike's impressive chest, we're rubbing him down with three name-brand bars. The result? A sad, milky film of disappointment. How's that feel, Mike? You see, Big Soap cuts corners and strips out all the sudsy goodness in order to make production cheaper. But not Dr. Squatch. Don't worry, Mike. Dr. Squatch soap retains all the natural ingredients. 
which creates a rich, foamy lather, leaving your skin healthy, soft, and clean. Ooh, looks like Squatch is taking over this peck party. How do you feel now, Mike? Dr. Squatch Natural Soap. When we say it lathers, it f***ing lathers. You deserve glorious lather. Take the lather challenge for yourself today. Four and a half inch drop shot worm. Bam a bug. Finesse jig, PB&J, give me something hard. Hey, KVD here. I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three-aught, no, four-aught EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerk bait and a stick bait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about calculus. And he knows a lot about calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras like free fishing magazines. October 2016, featured article, Four Places to Throw a Frog. Exclusive decals, <coughs> zombie bass. And how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. Ooh, live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. Is he in my pocket? This time of year, I definitely recommend putting a little bit of this on your soft plastics, too. There he is. Another one. Next cast. And that would be number six. I'm addicted. I'll admit it. I'm, I'm straight addicted. Might be bigger. You think so? Yeah. Mayhem on your crappy jig, and look where the stripers get it. You can't even see it, man. That might be a keeper. 